Hello guys, how are we doing? Welcome to this week's NTT20 podcast, the sound of the end of the EFL regular season. With me, Ali Maxwell, and him, George Ellick. This show is for over-18s only. We talk about betting, that is for over-18s only, and it comes with significant risks. So please be aware of them. Head to begambleaware.org for more information on the risks that surround gambling from us. Well, as always, we just ask, well, no, we demand really, that you never bet more than you can afford to lose, please. Uh, we had a bit of a shocker last week, to be honest. George's nap of Morecambe was the only winner. The end of the season, George, it's a, it's a funny landscape for EFL punting, isn't it? And this coming weekend, no different. Yeah, I think the two most interesting weekends for punting are opening weekend and closing weekend because it is the only time where you can be in my opinion totally confident that some prices are, are totally wrong you you always seem quite confident of that every week no well <laughs> i mean yeah but i think you go into this if you have a look at the the um the markets for this weekend's football and you deduce that there are no bets you are wrong whereas i think any other week you could well be right just explain that a bit further, because I, I find the difference in certainly in the one by two match odds quite intimidating almost. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's where the, the uh, that's where the fun lies. I mean, I'll, I'll basically I'll segue this into into my nap. Is it my nap? I'll segue this into a, a bet and I'll work out if, if it's my nap as I'm going. OK, like opening game of the season. A lot of it is guesswork. A lot of it is um you know, these teams haven't played before. You're basically going off transfer business or managerial changes and whatever. And there's no, there's fundamentally no data to support that. And given that me and you have normally recorded about 50 hours of preview content, when we get to that, I always feel quite well prepared. And it, it tends to be fairly profitable. The difference with this is that there's there's absolutely loads of data to go off. But the prices aren't based on that. It's based on narratives. You know, people are basically punting based on who needs to win. And the general perception in the market is that if a team needs to win and they're playing against a team who don't need to win, then they're going to be much shorter. But there's, whilst that is obviously going to be true in cases, there is there is a definite flaw to that mentality. So well, let, let's take... <laughs> Let's take Cambridge against Grimsby, for example. This isn't a tip of mine. I'm not putting it up, although I will be backing it myself. Cambridge are like four to nine to win the game. Grimsby already relegated a 13 to two. Now, if this was kind of regular season or Grimsby has something to play for or whatever, given Grimsby's recent form, there would be, what, seven to two max, I would have thought. So there's a massive discrepancy. And in my opinion, it's gone like way, way too far, like way too far. You've got a Grimsby side who've beaten Port Vale, the informed team in the league. They've beaten Oldham, the highest scorers in the league. They've beaten Bolton, who are coming third in the division. They were 2-1 up against Exeter before getting, going down to 10 men. Like that, that does not represent a true price. And you're looking at a Cambridge side who, since they've needed a point for, to, to get promoted, have lost 1-0 to Stevenage and have been beaten 5-4 by Harrogate. The evidence suggests to me that this is a Cambridge side who, who are not very good or whose performances levels don't rise when they need to win so and this is the case across the whole of the efl so my my nap so just quickly do you when you approach this now when you see these longer prices and you think i'm not having that to that extent how, how do you then like to get on with it back to the outsider just straight up 
None of your draw, no betting. Well, no, and then and then you know you can either lay, you know, when you've got Cambridge trading at like four to nine, you can you can lay them for a nine to four shot on Betfair, um, and then you've got the draw and the outsider running for you. You can also um, just bet them on the Asian handicap. I don't know what the line is. I mean, it's a bit early for for Asian lines at the moment, so keep an eye on that. But then you can you might be going into it, you know, if Grimsby get beat by a goal, you're getting a full even money payout. Um, it's just. Yeah, and some of these, I'm not in any way suggesting that you should just go through the whole slate this weekend and just pick out all the outsiders. That it doesn't work like that. Like some of them are rightfully short, but there are there are definitely opportunities where the prices the other end have just gone too far. That I yeah, I, I I'm I'm totally convinced of that. Um, and my my nap is going to be in the championship, and it's Norwich to beat Barnsley. Now this this is less, you know, it, it's obviously been priced in the Barnsley side who. You know, still have something to play for, and Norwich aren't. But I mean, going into this, they they don't really. Like Barnsley will want to finish fifth rather than sixth. Sure, we've got a Norwich side here who've, after you know their hangover or whatever, like if they that they're not still on the piss. They won the league ages ago. They've had their day out in the sun on the beers. They've come back, and they're now just a very good football team again. They you know they beat Reading four one. They beat QPR, one of the form teams in the league, three one. This might well be Max Aaron's and or Emmy Brendia and or Todd Cantwell's and or Timo Pe- like loads of these players last game for the club, which had which adds something, and they're just a team who are enjoying their football, who are the best team in the in the division, up against a Barnsley side who, frankly, I would argue have have kind of less impetus here to um, to kind of step up. I think the most important thing for Barnsley in this game of football, possibly beyond um, finishing fifth so they play Swansea, is ensuring that key players are available to play against Brentford or against Swansea or against Bournemouth in the playoff semi-finals. So you're kind of almost looking at more like a, a final pre-season game vibe here. Um, I never thought I would use this in a betting show, but I read Dean Windass's autobiography the other day for a um, for another podcast, and there was an interesting bit on preseason friendlies where he's just like anybody who reads into preseason friendlies is just an absolute mug. Like we are all out there, and all we are thinking is don't get injured, don't get injured, don't get injured. And I can guarantee you that that is going to be the case with Barnsley here, and it's priced up as if Barnsley are the side who need a result, and Norwich are the side on the beach. I'm not having it. You know, they're they're basically picking prices. I think Norwich are def- I mean, I've got a lot of time and a lot of love for for what Valerian Ishmael's done. We saw them last time I get beat 2-0. I just think that Norwich are, are so clearly the likely winner here. If this was being played four weeks ago, the odds would have would have reflected that. We probably have Norwich at what, even money? Maybe, maybe a little bit bigger. And yet we're getting seven to four whilst whilst Barnsley the same price. Um yeah, I'm, I'm all over Norwich, 7-4, uni bet. Very strong start to this uh, final regular season betting show. Of course, this time next week, we will have playoff previews for you uh, for all three divisions. So make sure that you're subscribed so that you can listen to them as soon as they drop uh, mid to late next week. Now, I had a lot of fun this week, George. Once I got last week's <laughs> abomination out of my mind, and it has weighed on my mind. I've been really disappointed with the last few weeks, but... It's 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 pushed me into trying something a little bit different, which I'm excited to do because it's final day. And as I said, the the one by two match odds go a bit crazy. I'll let you make the most of that. I find it difficult to sit here in my little box office. Uh, that makes it sound like I'm calling it a box office. It's just 
a box room that I call <laughs> my office. Let's be clear about that. Uh, I sit here and I try and work out everyone's motivations and how that's going to affect their performance levels and how many beers certain players have had after winning promotion or or suffering relegation. That's what all the noise is at this stage of the season. And I, I kind of want to take that out of my selections. So, George, I took a deep dive. I set myself a task. You know I like doing this. Mm-hmm. When I think of final day... Obviously, you think of promotion, ecstasy, relegation, agony. But you know what I also think of? I think of fun in the sun, also known as... Goals. Goals, right? Goals. So what I did is I went on soccer stats and I looked at the final day of all the completed EFL seasons in the last five years. So when I say completed, obviously that's the last five championship seasons and four of League One and League Two because last season they didn't get to game 46, sadly. Specifically, I was looking at the number of goals being scored in these games and not just total goals on average, not just over 2.5, not even over 3.5, but basically the number of games which go crazy, okay? The sorts of games that when I think of final day, I think of and the sort of games that in my eyes, you only really get in the last two weeks of the season. It's not to say you can't have mad outliers uh, as the season goes, but you know, look at League Two's results last week. You can't tell me that that's anything other than because it's final weekend or as it was penultimate weekend so i worked out all the games that have gone over 4.5 and not only that george i went through all the individual fixtures as well so i could work out any themes right that was 29 fixtures i went through i think over the last five years so Mm. i'm not going to break down all of the stats because i don't think that's necessary but what i'll tell you is that my findings are that the there's there's never been a final day over the last five years in any league that hasn't seen at least one game going over 4.5. The mean average is just over two games per league going over 4.5 on final day. So across 36 games, you'd be looking at around six in total. So I want to pick those games. That's the task that I set myself for this betting show. Now, the second bit of news is I found a kindly bookmaker. Because I'm sure you'll confirm, George, my suspicion that bookies basically just raise the goal lines on final day, right? As you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, within reason, yes. Within reason. I thought so. Sure. So um, when I was looking at all the games that I wanted to look at for over 4.5, it became clear that Victor, Bet Victor, is standout on almost every game I looked at for this particular market. So all prices will be Bet Victor unless I say otherwise, uh, all between odds of 7.5 and 10.5 in decimal terms. And when I was looking through the individual results, I built another angle, which is that when a game goes over 4.5, the minus two handicap is covered around two thirds of the time. So there's going to be some over 4.5 selections and there's going to be a few minus two handicaps. Now, the first theme to flag up is that the over 4.5 goals on final day almost never happens when both teams have something to play for. So we can get that out of the way. Now, more than 50% of the time, An over 4.5 on final day involves what I call mid-table fun, or for the sake of my notes earlier, which were extensive, MTF. This is where (laughs) two teams with nothing to play for just decide to have a laugh for once in their lives because no one cares and no one will remember it. And I did notice that quite often in these games, someone will score a hat-trick as well, which is nice. And again, Mm. no one will ever remember it. Then the other themes are the strive then collapse model. This is when a team is playing for something, striving every sinew to achieve something, normally something quite unlikely, promotion, playoff, survival, whatever it might be. And then there's a moment where they realise it's not going to happen and they completely collapse. But there's also strive and then keep going, or SKG, as I call it, (laughs) where the team need to win 
They go ahead and the other team could not care less. So they're like, yeah, lads, crack on. Don't mind us. Just keep going. Love it. So I'm just going to do a couple of championship thoughts. I'm not going to do the whole pod as this monologue. But uh, first chunk for the championship, the mid-table fun. There are five fixtures to choose from. I'm getting rid of Coventry, Millwall and Forest Preston first and foremost. The, the others I looked at were Blackburn, Birmingham, QPR, Luton and Reading, Huddersfield. Blackburn, Birmingham was the longest price with Bet Victor, and I like that. 7.5, that one. I thought they were all decent candidates, but I'm going with Rovers against Blues. In my head here, this is just a Rover side, happy that all those bad vibes from February and March have kind of gone away. They can just take a load of shots like they love to do. Birmingham are feeling very pleased with themselves, having secured survival. Boya, I, w- I hope he might give some of that st- second string another go after they got thumped by Cardiff 4-0 last week. Uh, that's my first one, Blackburn, Birmingham, over 4.5. And I'm picking Blackburn minus two here as well uh, at 8.0 with Betfair. And then there's 8.0. one... 8.0. 8.0. Um, there you go. And then there's there's the strive and then collapse or strive and keep going. It's obviously it's sort of two sides of the same coin. It's the same fixtures that apply for both. Obviously, Cardiff against Rotherham, who are striving to survive, and Borough against Wickham, who are sort of striving to survive. I'm actually going to choose Borough-Wickham to go over 4.5 this weekend at 7.0 with Bet Victor. I just think it's going to be one of well, the Well, it helps that they need 14 goals. They need 14 goals, exactly. And they're going to go for it. Like, I think we all know Wickham. They're going to go for it. So there you go. My first two, having spent a long time to explain, but I needed to explain my working. I didn't want to just pretend I'm throwing darts at this because I actually spent quite a lot of time on it. So might be disastrous. But my first two picks, Blackburn and Birmingham and Borough Wickham to go over 4.5 goals and also Blackburn minus two on the handicap. Your next best, please. I love that, by the way. Um, Great. I'm all in. I'm, I think it's exciting. I'm only going to be... Um upset if i pick loads of my ones and then your ones come in but we'll be together for lots of the weekend so that'll be interesting um i next up i'm gonna go stay in the championship and do bristol city against brentford where i think bristol city sorry i think brentford are kind of a big price anyway um they're kind of i think about four to six at the moment um given that from what i can see eight to eleven best price from what i can see bristol city are in terms of current standard what are they a a mid-table lower league one side i'd say probably at the moment um and i guess the reason why brentford are kind of on the drift is because they will anticipate players being rested and for similar reasons while i was against barnsley i guess this is to all intents and purposes a pre-season friendly ahead of um the actual season starting for them again in two weeks time the reason why i'm siding with brentford is because i think this the, the disparity between these two sides is massive and i think that even if brentford rest seven or eight players um i don't think it's going to be, take much for them to win this and i'm backing them minus one um on the handicap at um at about nine to five i think 19 to 10 is the best price with paddy power because basically if they win then that suggests to me that they're probably going to go and do it in style because Bristol City have been so poor recently. Um, I'm personally of the opinion that Ivan Tony will probably start. We saw him start last weekend when Thomas Frank made loads of changes. He strikes me as a footballer who's probably going to want to post a score in golfing terms, uh, in terms of the championship goal-scoring record, I think, in his head, especially with the playoffs to come, which I think do count, which is stupid. Um, he will be looking to score as many goals as he can uh, between now and the end of the season. And I don't think he would really appreciate um, being rested for this one um, personally. And that is a big difference. For Bristol City, it's just, it's so bad. Um, you know, there'd be one, this will be one game which I could see 
fulfilling your kind of I know it doesn't fit your your mid your mid table madness or any other things, but in terms of the one team giving up, um, this feels ripe for that. Bristol City beating four one by Millwall. I can't really remember the last time a Gary Rowett team scored four goals. Um, I think this could get very ugly very quickly. And let's remember that the guys, the guys who come in for Brentford, who are their second string in inverted commas, are probably the guys who are going to step up and fill the void of those who you consider to be their first string at the moment. Like there, there's no real quality dip when it comes to Brentford there's just good players and young players um so yeah I'm yeah like the silly thing about this is that this is when when you look through the list of teams who are shorter than Brentford this this weekend who are shorter than kind of four to six eight to eleven where the discrepancy between the two sides compared to this is so much tighter um yeah, on a weekend where I'm looking to get against loads of odds-on favourites, Brentford are the ones where let's make hay. Take take you back to the 7th of May 2016. Plymouth Argyle beat Hartlepool 5-0. Uh, they, they were heading into the playoffs. They didn't need to win to secure it, but they were in good nick. They were in good form and they wanted to build confidence. Hartlepool were lower mid-table and on a bad run themselves and things got pretty lively. Uh, three goals in the last half hour, so that's what you'd be hoping for there. In League One, my over 4.5 uh, picks are, well, in the uh, mid-table fun category, you've got the options of MK Dons Rochdale, which obviously kind of screams goals, Gillingham Plymouth with Plymouth kind of screaming goals, and then there's Crew Shrewsbury. Now, the first two are at 6.0, 5-1 with Bet Victor, and Crew Shrewsbury is 8.0, 7-1. And I think that stands out to me, and that's going to be my selection here. Uh, it's, a, it's a few ticks longer, and if I'm honest, mate, and when I close my eyes and I think about this one, and yes, I am just trying to to uh, help myself justify this pick, but I can see at a sunny, gresty road, all those youth academy pals between the ages of eighteen and twenty-three, known each other their whole lives. Some it's, it's like it's like the last day of school. Some of them are leaving, you know, Pickering's off, Wintle's probably off, and they're just going to be running around in the sunshine, scoring a load of amazing goals having a really good time i'm not sure that shrewsbury have got a huge amount left in the tank uh looking at the last few weeks having sort of strained every sinew a bit earlier on uh, in the campaign to make sure they were well away of, of uh, the relegation places so that's my mid-table fun pick at uh, seven to one and then the striving gang well you've got your yellows against burton that's 5.5 to go overs seemingly pretty short portsmouth accrington 6.0 and charlton hull 8.5 and again, I'm going for the longest price of the three. One of my one of my bets is in this game. So you go, Amazing. and then I'll then I'll follow you. Amazing. Well, yeah, my theory is that Charlton are a big candidate for my strive then collapse bucket, um, and I can kind of see the headline now on BBC Sport. Charlton failed to secure playoff place as champions Hull City cruise into the summer on a high at a sunny valley. Uh, mm. I'm basically hoping here that Charlton give it a big go. And then because the results elsewhere, I realise it's not going to happen. And then it just descends into fun and farce. That's kind of the final day dream, isn't it? Uh, I'm backing Hull minus two here at 16 to one. I, I mean, they had already been promoted last week and they played very, very well. I don't really see. It's a bit like your Norwich opinion. I don't think it's a case of they've won the league and now they're a mid-table side. I think it's a case of they've won the league and they seem to be able to score goals very, very comfortably. So Hull minus two, 16 to one. I'm quite excited about that one as well. Yeah, Hull eleven to five is my next tip. Nice. I couldn't agree with you more. It just that is, it's just totally wrong. I just don't. I just can't see how a Charlton side 
um, who played in midweek as well. So in terms of, of legs, you know, you might argue that, that Hull have been on, on the pints, but um, but they've actually had a week's rest since they won the league last weekend. Um, and they're playing against the Charlton side, who had a pretty tough, well, I say a tough game, a tough first half against Lincoln in midweek. And again, it's just this idea that Charlton need a win um, and therefore they're going to win. It's just I just don't agree with. They're playing against the best team in the division with better players than them who've pr- proven over 45 games that they are the better side. Um, and we you know we'll be coming here without pressure. I um, yeah I you've kind of done my spiel for me, um, but I, I I think it's a huge huge price. What I'll do I mean I'll, I'll take you into my long shot because there are like eight of them. And okay. I'm going to say which one is the one, and then you can you can finish us off. Amazing. These are all the teams that I think. Um, who basically are going are playing against teams with something to play for, who I think are value because the opposition team are too short. I already mentioned Grimsby um, at thirteen to two. I'll be backing Harrogate at, at about five to one away at Cheltenham. You know we saw the performance Cheltenham put in against Newport after winning the league. Harrogate uh, with that ridiculous performance. I mean that is. I mean I'm, I'm hoping. Well I'll, I'll let you say, but that will be on my short list for the overs um, on final day. Uh, I'm backing Walsall to beat Carlisle. They put in a decent performance last time. Signs of, of better um, performances under Brian Dutton and, and Carlisle have nothing to play for. That is, you know, mid-table nothingness. And yet the the better team are being priced up as if they are like far, far better. Um, I'm backing Wimbledon against Lincoln. Um, Lincoln, another side, a bit like Barnsley, who just this is a case of getting through the game and nothing else. AFC Wimbledon riding a bit of a crest of a wave under Mark Robinson. I'm backing Burton to beat Oxford oh. at four to one. Like, I mean, I'm hopeful for Oxford, but I, we know that we're playing against one of the formed sides in the division over the past like 10 weeks. And I, I just in no world see them rolling over um, for us. And it just, again, it seems like a huge price, but the one, the one that's the tip, the one that I'll live and die by is, is Colchester at five to one at Tranmere. I know that Tranmere aren't up yet. I think their position where by you know, up they, yet you mean sorry, in, in, the, the, in the playoffs, playoffs yeah. yeah I think that their position where they if they lose and loads of other teams win but therefore move them out of it is almost kind of the worst possible where you know <laughs> it's going to be so nervy like they are in control of their own destiny but they're coming up against the Colchester side who under Hayden Mullins and since Paul Tisdale came in have been totally different you know they, we saw them play against the Salford side who needed a win to stay in the playoff picture and failed um, it's a massive banana skin I, it's uh, it's, they are so prohibitively short for a side who have really struggled for form in recent weeks, who don't seem to have been able to bounce back from the disappointment of not maintaining that form for automatic promotion. So, yeah, loads for you there. They're the ones that I've picked out. Um, I mean, if, if none of them win, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sad and I'll be poorer. But I'm, I'm just pretty confident there's some value bets in there. Okay, nice. Uh, let me talk you through League Two now uh, with my sort of mad plan here. Um, in terms of mid-table fun, just two candidates. Carlisle against Walsall, as you mentioned there, 10.5 with Bet Victor to go over 4.5. And Port Vale against Mansfield, also 10.5 with Bet Victor. Now, those are the two longest prices that I saw across all three leagues. And given that they both tick the MTF box, uh, I'm not one to look a gift horse in the mouth. I've never done that. I'm absolutely terrified to get close to any horses. <laughs> I just can't understand why, how we have such a close relationship with them. They're, they're, they terif- they're huge horses and they... And they get a bit spooked, don't they? And then they can. They are scary animals. I have to spend quite a lot of time around them. 
uh, and they're beautiful, mm. and I love them, and I want only good things to happen for them, but I am scared of them. Uh, I've hugely digressed there. I'm backing both of these, uh, Carlisle, Walsall, and Port Vale, Mansfield, over 4.5 goals, 10.5 with Bet Victor. These are vintage mid-table fund candidates, um, and almost the fact that they don't scream goals kind of makes me think that they should do. Um, so they're in the they're in the uh, in the docket, they're in the bet slip, and then in terms of strive and collapse or strive and keep going, there's obviously loads because this is the league where there's the most riding on it. So there's there's at least seven games that I flagged up here. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in all of them to an extent. I I I genuinely see the this two hour period between 12.30 and 2.30 on Saturday to be, oh, I can't wait for it. I just think it's going to be amazing. I think there's going to be loads of goals and drama. So the one for me, which really stood out is the joint longest price amongst them is Exeter against Barrow, uh, nine to one with Bet Victor to go over 4.5. That and South End Newport are also uh, nine to one. And to me, Exeter are, of all of these teams, the obvious case for a strive and then keep going, I think. Um, but they also could be a striving collapse side, I, I suppose. The pick is Exeter against Barrow to go over 4.5 at 9-1 to one with Bet Victor. I, I don't really understand why this is the longest price of all of them because uh, Exeter are the second highest scorers in the division. We know that they have struggled at times to, to cut loose, but when they do... Uh, well, they absolutely fireworks. So there you go. Uh, Exeter is another one of my handicap picks as well. The minus two price is, uh, I think, six to one, seven point oh. So not particularly juicy. But what that means is, okay, I've got seven total picks for over four point five goals. I said I thought there'd be six out of thirty six. So I've got a little bit greedy. I got one extra. Uh, Blackburn, Birmingham, and Borough Wickham in the championship. Uh, Crew, Shrewsbury, and Charlton Hull in League One, and then Carlisle, Walsall. Port Vale, Mansfield and Exeter Barrow in League Two. Uh, it's going to be super lively when they're all nil-nil. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a, I'm, <laughs> the handicap bets are Blackburn minus two, Crew minus two, Hull minus two and Exeter minus two. There are two championship centre-backs who I have to back this weekend just because if it's, it's the last day and if they scored and I wasn't on, then I'd cry. I'm not even going to say their names. Cake Trooper. If you don't know who they are, then you don't deserve to uh, to know. Uh, and I said at the very top, I've held this back, but I said at the very, very top, right, that I noticed that in a lot of these games where they go crazy, you'll get a sneaky end-of-season hat-trick. So I've actually backed four players all in those uh, minus-two handicap games. Uh, Adam Armstrong, who, as you'd expect, is actually pretty short, really. Uh, Matt Jay of Exeter. Mikel Mandron of Crew and Malik Wilkes of Hull. So I've got all of them to score hat-tricks. Armstrong is at 22-1 to 1, uh, and Wilkes at 100-1. to 1. Uh, So a bit of a range there. And that's it from me, George. Why don't you tell me what you've backed? Norwich 7-4 um, is my nap. Brentford minus one uh, is my next best alongside Hull at 11-5. to 5. I've also, um, the long shot, although it's one of many, is Colchester also back in Grimsby, Harrogate, Walsall, AFC Wimbledon, Burton, and oh, I didn't even mention one of them. I'm back. I'm back in Crawley as well. I think, yeah, Yemsy. We've mentioned it on on Totally Football League Show extra time. I think John Yems is going to quite enjoy being able to um, to stifle Bolton's promotion push. Well, as I said, uh, I have got a lot of selections. I am not sitting here for a minute 
and uh, imploring everyone to get involved. No. But it was a... Only stake what you can afford to lose. Exactly. It was a case of a lot of research, a lot of excitement for final day. And um, what else is there to say? Well, we are having a hell of a time over on the NTT20 squad on Leveller. Um, it's uh, throbbing, throbbing, to be honest, every weekend. Uh, and it's going to be complete carnage tomorrow, not just on the main group where the goals will be flying in, re- not literally, but we'll be reacting to them flying in, uh, but also on the betting squad. Um, so much going on. It's been a, it's actually been a real privilege to chat EFL punting with so many on there. So do join us. It's on Leveller. The link is in the description of this podcast. It's also in our Twitter bio and our Instagram bio. It's nine ninety nine to join. It's running for the next four and a bit weeks until the end of the season after that last playoff final. Join us next week for the playoff betting preview. We cannot wait for that one. Um, really, really excited for the playoffs, but we got something else to worry about this weekend. Final day in the EFL. Enjoy it. Please bet responsibly. Let us know what you're picking. Let us know what you think about our picks. And that's it from us.